in an age with too many movies for one person to watch them all, we are here for you. I am Jody Berman Kustanovich. And I am Yechiel Hoffman. And we are two movie Jews. So many movies, so many more opinions. Hey, Jody. We're back. We're back. back. We made it through summer. It's woo-hoo. Woo-hoo. Labor Day has passed, so officially it is not summer anymore, even though uh, it does not feel that way if you're living in Los Angeles right now, as we're in Thunderdome, or whatever oh. they want to call this heat wave. Oh. Oh. I know. Well, I'm I'm still in the pool, so I'm still deluding myself. So have you escaped to a movie theater yet? Free air conditioning, I yeah. thought. Yes. <laughs> But what that does mean, the end of summer is just an exciting time because it means it's time for us to do our fall movie preview. And there are so many movies. This is when the Oscar bait comes out and Tons. all this good stuff starts finally getting released. Things that were only seen until this point in film festivals. Like one type of movie that like always seems to come out in Oscar season is like the social interest movie. Like a social issues. And I know there are some that, you know, we just wanted to mention, even though we're not going to like dive into them. That really fit this bill are coming out soon for people to see. This is chock full of nuts when it comes to Oscar bait this season, October, November, December. The two that we are very excited to see, but we're not going to talk about, are Call Jane in light of the whole abortion episode that we just did in our last episode. We're not going to get into Call Jane, but we are excited to see it. And the other one that I think is really going to be spectacular is Till about the mother of Emmett Till who was murdered for being falsely accused of being a black child of I think whistling at a white woman so those two films are obviously going to be I think hopefully they'll be great and hopefully they'll be big Oscar contenders if they are. Those are not just the only two. There's others. And I'm sure there's things that we even notice. I will already preempt. We have no uh, international films or documentaries previews tonight. Oftentimes they just don't make it to the list even of what's coming out until enough time for us to see them. But I'm sure there's some great ones that uh, we'll be talking about in other episodes as well. And yes, we'll be sure to come back with a winter movie preview. So our fall movie preview is for things coming out in the second half of september through the end of november so we're going to get you pretty much from labor day to thanksgiving <laughs> and it does cover a mix of like independent films big studio releases some streamers all coming out with some movies trying to catch your attention as the weather gets a little colder and school is starting and you know football season and the world series and things other than the beautiful beach to keep you engaged i say we jump right in with our our first film that we're excited about yeah we're going to listen first to the preview of blonde the new andrew dominic film that's going to be released on netflix on september 16th and let's listen to the preview miss monroe it's time you get your start maybe what start in movies continental but diamonds are a girl's best friend i guess i was discovered men 
supposed to get used to it. And we all lose our chops in the end. But I just can't. Square cut or pear shape. I've played Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn Monroe. Doing another scene with Marilyn Monroe. Marilyn doesn't exist. When I come out of my dressing room, I'm Norma Jean. I'm still hurt when the camera is rolling. exists on the screen. So, I gotta ask you first, Joey, did you read the book this is based on? The Joyce Carol Oates book that was uh, written, I think, in the early 2000s. I have not, I hadn't even heard of it, to be honest. So, this was completely new to me, and in fact, I didn't know it was based on a book until you told me that. This is a real interesting one, right? Yeah, a fictionalized account of a personality i would say that has become as much a myth myth and a construct and this book was a kind of fictionalized account of her story and the making essentially of this persona it's gotten a little notoriety because they've been making a big deal of the fact this is going to get an nc-17 rating andrew dominic doesn't seem to care he's like it's on netflix what do i care what the rating is it's not like they're going to stop somebody from watching on netflix <laughs> um the preview is a preview so it looks like a very interesting film. It has Anna de Armas, who we saw in the recent Bond film, was really great in Nights, in Nights Out. Interesting choice of casting. Yeah, I mean, she's a Cuban. She's a Cuban actress, right? She's from Cuba. So I found that really interesting that they cast. I mean, she looks. If, if you look in the preview, um, she does look extraordinarily like Marilyn Monroe. But even in the preview. There are a couple moments where her accent is definitely slipping through. <laughs> yeah, it's a very interesting choice. She's a phenomenal actress. So I'm just curious what it's going to be like. In the ways that we have, we were Kardashianized in our society, I think it's interesting to go back and look about Marilyn Monroe. Who's really one of the first to her persona off screen was as important to her abilities on screen. And she always struggled with like wanting to have you know, important roles where she could do interesting things and never really getting the chance to. And then obviously die too young. And, you know, that story. I was never a big Marilyn Monroe person. Obviously, I, you know, gentlemen with her blondes and the, and the, I was never into that whole mythology and stuff around her. So I'm not like dying to see the film because I'm like, ooh, here's a Marilyn Monroe film. But I am very curious about what they do to tell this story. I guess I'm okay with the fact that it's streaming on Netflix because. I probably want this to be a stream rather than a ticket it to begin with. But I do think if we're talking like best actress, I think she has a very good shot of getting attention. Netflix, we know, has been very successful now getting their movies to be seen by Oscar voters. Um, and you know they'll be doing a big campaign around this movie. Who, who in Hollywood doesn't love movies about Hollywood? You know, even did if they're... Did you read the book, read the book Did you read the book? I never read the book. I just remember when it came out. It was a big stunner and everybody was talking about it but i was i was probably reading harry potter at the time or something <laughs> so what is making you excited about this film 
I just think like I want to see her performance. I think she's a phenomenal actress, and I've now seen her a bunch of things, and just find her to be extremely engaging. Um, and when I watch that preview, I just think it's you know, like it looks like they're telling a version of the story we haven't really gone to see before. Yeah. And we've had films about Marilyn Monroe, um, either as a primary character. Uh, was it my week with with Marilyn? Week with Marilyn, which was nominated, had had a couple nominations for Oscars. Feels a little bit less than the traditional biopic, hmm. and it's trying to do something a little more interesting. And I think it looks phenomenal. It does look gorgeous. It does look gorgeous. And again, you know, last year we had a lot of black and white. When done well, I think it adds a whole other element to the film. And I think it's interesting that they chose that nostalgic uh, look for a nostalgic story, right? Yeah, we also can't see from the preview why this is NC-17. And there is, I, I guess I'm just sucker for that. Like, I'm intrigued by like, what what are they doing in this movie that you know like necessitates them having that such a high rating? Because you can't really tell that from the pre- trailer, but we'll see. I think it I think it has a great casting beyond Anna Armas, and I'm just intrigued. Like I said, I'm intrigued enough to watch it on Netflix. I don't know if I would go see this in the movie theater. Yeah, it's that's interesting. I I definitely am interested in seeing it. I like you. I don't have the same kind of obsession with Marilyn Monroe, though clearly. Here's an actress. There were many wonderful actresses, by the way, in movies that she was in uh, that don't seem to have the same legacy and obsession. I don't know if it's because she died young. I don't know if it's because she was sleeping with the president of the United States. You know, I don't know what makes her legacy so lasting that, like you said, this is, I don't know, fifth, sixth biopic probably that, you know, just off the top of my head with my week with Marilyn. There's so many, so many of these films. So I, I'm curious, I'm, I'm, I will watch it. I'm excited to watch it. Well, that's one movie that they will say is a, you know, because they're saying it's a fictional version of this, they're not calling it a classic, you know, biopic, they're not labeling it, these is based on true story kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and I almost prefer that. Like tell the version of the story that is meant to be a story yeah. and not meant to be, you know, true events and you know what i say all the time in the oscars blog is even when they say based on a true story i like to remind people that if you got really excited about the movie then go read something you know they're under no filmmakers are under an obligation to tell a good story that's their only obligation they're under no obligation to represent dialogue to represent real things that happened and very often they don't and so i i always try to say like if this excited you i you know i said this with american sniper if you were really excited by the movie go read the guy's bi- uh, biography, right? Like, right. if you're really excited and turned on by this movie, go read something about Marilyn Monroe. Read a biography. Read people who know something about her. But absolutely don't take this film as uh, as gospel. And like you said, even the filmmaker is saying, this is a fictionalized account, and Joyce Carol Oates wrote it. So, Yeah, so go read her book, or there's many great biographies about Marilyn Monroe. You know, we've seen a lot of good Marilyn Monroe performances. Um, and so it'll be interesting to see how this one stacks up against those. So our next movie um, is not a biopic. 
but it's all does take place in the past. I guess what it, we'll watch the preview, but what intrigues me most about this is just the director, and he's taken a few years off, and he's back, and he's back again with a few regulars, I would call them, and some new people. So let's check out the preview for Amsterdam. We're in a bit of a predicament. The man was killed. Please take that we did it. We need to clear our names. Oh, that's something. He was killed because of something that he had seen. Because of an organization who want to rule the world. Rule the world. We need you good people to help us out. It's the only hope that we have to get out of this situation. Let's hope this goes well. Things have gotten more complicated. Do you want to start this? Drinks on me. Literally. <laughs> This came from. Let's go to Amsterdam. Amsterdam, rated R. Did someone slap you, Bert? Because you have a red mark on your face. I got slapped. I got punched. Oh no no no! Only in theaters October seventh. So, are there any actors in Hollywood that are not in this film? Yeah, I, I didn't see Denzel Washington in this movie. Just his son. Right, just John David. And the number of Oscar winners and Oscar nominees in this film. Oh my God. It's just tons. It's a cool cast. It That, that song, I, even watching this trailer again, that song is what catches me every time. I don't even know what this movie's about, really, if there's a plot, but it just has a vibe. Like, capery, it reminds me a lot of uh, American Hustle, in a way. Yeah. Uh, more than Silver Linings Playbook or The Fighter. Um, which is yeah. another Christian I mean, Bale one. The only thing missing from this David O. Russell film are, are Bradley Cooper and Jennifer Lawrence. Yeah, or Mark Wahlberg. Let's just throw him in somewhere. Those you know? two actors are seem to be missing, but everybody else is. It's sort of like the the new Jennifer Lawrence and the new Bradley Cooper. It's really an, an incredible cast. But you're right; it's not totally clear what the plot of the film is but it does look funny and it looks engaging it has that that regular what i would call the david o russell mix like yeah that's sort of the dramedy right like yeah it seems funny and it seems a great mystery and just the chemistry the i can only imagine the chemistry read read among those three leads really it just it looks fun yeah it looks fun i hope it's fun it could be interesting I also always get worried about movies that are named after cities because you just never know um, <laughs> what that what that is that metaphor is that like are they is the movie taking place there you know she makes the reference in the trailer but still and it could be interesting I just think uh, I don't know have we seen David Russell like do a period piece before I'm trying to remember I guess Joy technically was a period piece technically, um, what was that the 70s yeah the 80s or something but yeah. I, I think it could be really good. It, though there is, like, I was also getting a vibe of, like, the Fargo TV series, and I was seeing Chris Rock in it. There were some yeah. shots that looked like, you know, Fargo. Absolutely. But, uh, I'm, I'm always intrigued with David O. Russell. You're right. I do feel like he probably wrote this for Jennifer Lawrence, and then she just wasn't available. <laughs> she just she was had a baby. Off. So <laughs> they're like, hey, Margo, you want to come in? Here? I know you like hanging out with Quentin doing that other movie. Did you come do this with us? That's right. I mean, Margo Robbie, she's everywhere now. As a brunette, too. I mean, that's, you know, you can't see that from the audio yeah. of the trailer, but he definitely has, you know, abandoned her, you know, like bleach blonde. I think she knew blonde was coming out and just 
so much blonde with Anna Jarvis that she had to like go brunette for this movie. Maybe that's what it is, but I, I, I'll, I'll say I'm excited to see the film. And so far, you know, I, I wasn't crazy about Joy, but David O. Russell makes good movies. I wasn't either. I'm hoping this is like, you know, like a redo, redo for Joy. Joy was one of those ones also I saw in the preview, and the preview was amazing. Yeah. And then you go to the movie, you're like, what was the movie? Like, So hopefully this will be great. I will go see this in theaters rather than wait till it comes out on demand or something. And it's coming out in October, so that's not that far away. So yay! Yay! He's coming out in October. Oh my gosh, so many that we had to cut that we couldn't talk about. But the next one, I think, might be the Jewiest of all the of all the films that we're talking about today. Armageddon Time is coming out at the end of October. James Gray is the director, and let's let's take a little listen. The United States stands for an idea whose time is now. Ronald Reagan will win tonight. What a schmuck. <laughs> I think I want to be an artist when I grow up. You're going to be an artist if you want to be. Nothing's going to stop you. You're going to college. You'll have dinner with kings if he plays his cards right. Mm-hmm. I really like your stickers. My stepbrother gave them to me. He's in the Air Force. That's so cool. <laughs> How dare you? A menace to you! Well, you're not to associate with him again. What do you mean? Why? I think you know what I mean. My parents are sending me to my brother's school. This heavy. In this institution, you can be anything you want to be. It won't be because of a handout. It'll be because you earned your way there. Something's bugging you. What is it? Sometimes kids say bad words about the black kids. Who's that? Somebody from my old school. Did they ever come to your house? What do you do when that happens? Obviously nothing, of course. You think that's smart? My mother, you know, when we came over here, we didn't have much. Why'd she come here? Because they wanted to kill her, that's why. They were soldiers, and sometimes they go out looking for Jews. They hated us then, and they still hate us. So it got on the boat and we came over here to America, the land of dreams. I just wanted to be like you. I want you to be a whole lot better than me. Life is unfair. Be thankful when you get a leg up. You make the most of your break and do not look back. All my hopes are with you and your brother for my whole life. Next time those schmucks say anything bad about those kids, you're gonna say something. You're gonna be a match, okay? Firm handshake. Okay, give me a hug. Okay, so what are the feels this movie trailer gives you? So first of all, you know, I'll, I'll say there's, like you said before we started the podcast, we'll leave it to the bagels to have a discussion about Jewish representation and the fact that none of the Jews in this film are being played by Jews. And I have feelings about that, of course. But there is, you know... Wait, wait. Anthony Hopkins isn't Jewish? Can you believe it? I know. It's, he's, no. he's, he says oh. much so beautifully. It's funny because I was thinking about... And, you know, the Jews on film guys, they love this question, which is, is it good for the Jews? And so when I watch a film trailer like this and you see Anne Hathaway, who's playing a Jewish mother, who 
is so clearly racist. It's cringy for me, right? Like I, it's hard not to watch it and not to think like, no, 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 like Jews marched with in Mississippi and they, you know, rabbis held hands with Martin Luther King and all these things. But that doesn't mean that there wasn't racism inside the Jewish Or there community. isn't. Or that there's racism there inside you still. You are correct. Wasn't slash isn't racism right now in the Jewish community. Seeing it portrayed on film for me was a little it's hard. hard. It's hard. I think the only thing that, like, when I was watching this trailer that makes me be like, okay, I, I do want to see this movie, despite that, is that it's told from the perspective of the child. Yeah. So it's also a child's perspective of what the parents are saying to him and how the parents are handling it or the grandfather right. who's encouraging him to stand up to this. And it's about a child's experience of that. It kind of reminded me of that one. Um, I can't remember what it was called Liberty something that Barry Levinson did about Baltimore and about a bunch of kids that were facing like, you know, racism and anti-Semitism in Baltimore. Mm. Mm. Um, I, don't remember I think it's called it. Liberty Hill or Something like that. I think it's important for us to get these movies, even ones that are dated from a certain period of time, and to tell them through the perspective of the children are trying to make sense of this and make sense of their lives. And the line he has in the trailer when his grandfather says, what'd you do? He goes, I did nothing, of course, because that's what you're trained to do. And you're taught that's not being racist. That's just being like safe. Yeah. Again, this is a trailer, so it's condensing probably a lot of plot information. I am very intrigued. I like James Gray's movies. He's uh, one of those filmmakers that divides people at astra the immigrant you know two lovers i've never i don't think i can remember him seeing making a film from the perspective of a child so that's mm-hmm. different mm-hmm. and also it's just film seems to be on the nose usually his films are like a little more abstract at least from this trailer he's like getting right into it of like yeah. you know the issues um, facing it yeah and it's sure sure to have nominations uh, acting nominations look you don't get a cast of jeremy strong and Anne Hathaway and Anthony Hopkins, and not have a strong outcome. So we'll- unless unless Oscar voters get scared off about somebody talking about Jewish racism, which I think I is a real thing. Like Jewish Oscar voters don't always want to be seeing things that put a mirror up to them. That's true, except that here, you know, it, it's not the only voice of the Jews. It, the mother is not the only voice. The grandfather, yeah. Hopkins, is the voice of like, no, the lesson of the Holocaust is that you do stand up. Yes, we'll see also how subtly they handle some of the stuff. The trailer is a little bit like hitting you hard with some of it. Yeah. I think that's an important thing for Oscar voters. I, I just also think a movie like this makes it or breaks it on the quality of the child actress performance sometimes That's if right. you're putting that as a central film and we'll have to see when we see the film of how well this child actor i've never heard of holds carries the film like yeah. it's not strong Rand hathaway's or anthony hopkins film it's his yeah. and they're just the important actors around him so it'll be great to see i i also have heard some murmurings about anne hathaway's performance in this film and some people don't like her accent and stuff i love anne hathaway i'd like to see her do i like seeing her stretch herself like this and doing something a little different me too i don't know why she gets so much she she's you know she's an ardent feminist she's a smart woman she's chosen well she's been successful i think you need all the reasons why trolls go after her i know but even women say things like oh i don't like anne hathaway she seems smug you know what? She just, to me, she seems like a really terrific actor. So yeah. I I like watching her performances. 
She's been in a very wide variety of films. Sometimes I like them, sometimes I don't. But I, she is consistent. She is very consistent. And, I, you know, I don't like I don't like the hate that's directed at her. That movie's coming out at the end of October. But if you're waiting for another movie that might have undertones of discussing issues around race, uh, it does not take place in what appears to be Brooklyn, as <laughs> Armageddon Time does. It takes place in Wakanda. Wakanda made forever. Country, uh, in Africa. And it's called Black Panther Wakanda Forever, and uh, we'll watch it now. And yes, already brace yourself. If you're expecting to see a cameo in, from the Black Panther himself, Chadwick Boseman, you will be disappointed. Yeah. This is a whole new era for the Black Panther movies, and we have once again mourned the loss of the great Chadwick Boseman. Huge loss. Huge loss. What an incredible actor. What an incredible person, all these things that came out after yeah. he died about who he was and how he behaved and, you know, just seemed like the menchiest of, you know, the the mayor of Menchtown. So it is, I think, a loss, but I'm, I can't wait to see how Ryan Coogler deals with it, re, you know, repurposes who's going to be the Black Panther. There are all sorts of rumors about who it's going to be. And for Marvel Universe fans like us, I mean, this one's a no-brainer. Well, let's share the preview. Let's see if from the audio you can figure out what he's planning to do. I will say we're going to include the links of all of these trailers in our episode notes because this is one of those trailers I think you're going to have to watch visually to fully grasp what's going on. The Wakandans used vibranium to develop technology more advanced than any other nation. Coming up on them now. Hear me, humans. I am Namor, Prince of Atlantis. There has been an attack. Many lives were lost. He had someone on the inside. Heed my warning. Stay out of the sea. The judgment of Atlantis is final. I don't know what's going on. I just know that it looks amazing. Exactly. I don't know what it is, but I already know I love it. <laughs> I don't know who all those characters are, but just every shot looks so full of meaning and energy. And that Angela Bassett, like I had two children. Oh, oh. I, I, I really want this to be good. I got to say phase four so far of the MCU has been somewhat disappointing. Like, there's just something missing. It's like they're cranking them out now, and there's some heart. And I'm hoping Wakanda Forever brings the heart back. Well, and you know, I think you and I have talked about this. We talked this about about this um, with Mina in our MCU uh, episode. And for those who haven't heard it, I suggest go back and listen to it. 
Black Panther is my number one favorite Marvel film. So if they mess it up with Wakanda Forever, I'm going to be a very unhappy camper. I want the series to be my favorite, not just the one standalone film. You know, it's really interesting. So I watched this preview and I started thinking to myself, like, what are the elements of Black Panther that I really want to see? Okay, obviously there's the cool tech. Like, Shiri's cool tech. Like, sure. the driving the cars, the 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 suit, everything. Yeah, You want to see, like, this amazing world of Wakanda that just exists and what happens as it as it navigate having to engage with things outside of its bubble they, they learn how to navigate that yeah and we watched black panther a few months ago and i'm just like struck by like there's just so many great characters yeah i just want to be reacquainted with these characters i know we got to see them a little bit in a few of the tv shows i want to see the characters at least the ones they can bring us back to and reacquaint us i'm also just want to see how big they can go mm. like is this going to be a big epic movie? Like, that can be, like, as big as an Avenger movie? Or is this going to be a little smaller with just lots of crazy action sequences and stuff? I have to say, their costume designer won the Oscar for Black Panther. It was a big surprise. And I'm going to add to the list, I cannot wait to see the costumes. Because they are beyond creative. They're magnificent. You know, every single thing that any person put on in Wakanda, the uh, the country, I mean, just beyond, right? Ridiculously good. I'm going to add to your list that I can't wait to see the costuming. So we've gone to the movies a few times and, you know, you sit through the trailers. I'm with Mina. Mina refuses to see a trailer for like a Marvel movie because she doesn't want anything spoiled. <laughs> but it's not Wakanda Forever, the trailer. It's a movie called The Woman King. With yes. Viola Davis, yes. and it really looks like it's a Wakanda movie that's coming out. I think uh, uh, the week we're recording this, yes. but like, we're not going to show the trailer. But also, I think like a movie like that would never gotten made without Black Panther. Yeah, without a doubt. And I, by the way, I can't wait to see it because Viola Davis can read the telephone book. Actually, for those of you who don't know what a phone book is, <laughs> I also can... like John Boyega is in it. And... Yeah, she she could read Yelp, and I would I would watch. So it has a good cast. That one too. Yeah, um, yeah. And so, Viola Davis. Our next one, I think, has a very strong potential to win the Oscar for Best Picture. It's called She Said. It's based on real events. Here, let's take a, a little listen to the trailer and then we'll talk about it. Why is sexual harassment so pervasive and so hard to address? Let's interrogate the whole system. Hi, my name is Jody Cantor. I'm an investigative reporter for The New York Times. What have you got? I was told that the wrongdoing in Hollywood is overwhelming. I don't want to be quoted. Period. Understood. In your previous stories... How did you persuade women to tell you what had happened to them? A case I made was, I can't change what happened to you in the past. But together, we may be able to help protect other people. The truth, basically. What is it exactly that we're looking at here? These young women walked into what they all had reason to believe were business meetings. I can still see it, the hotel room, the floor plan. He kept trying to touch me. I asked him to leave me alone. Instead, they say he met them with threats and sexual demands. I was young, scared. Hi. We're from the New York Times. I believe you used to work for Harvey Weinstein.
people have tried to write this story before. He kills it every time. Harvey adamantly denies any allegation of assault. He played people. He was a master manipulator. Will you give me just one chance to talk to you? Are you sure that this isn't just young women who want to sleep with a movie producer to try to get ahead? This is bigger than Weinstein. This is about the system protecting abusers. The women who receive these settlements, they can't speak out. They'll be sued if they do. But if someone could speak freely about the payouts... What payouts, John? You have to imagine that every call you make is being recorded and you're being followed. Can you imagine how many Harveys there are out there? You want to get me killed. Do you wish you hadn't signed up for this story? Do you? No. The only way these women are going to go on the record is if they all jump together. We're all here, Harvey. Who have you talked to? I have three daughters, and I don't want them to ever accept abuse or bullying. I'll go on the record. Go write. It's time to write. This is all going to come out. I was silenced. I want my voice back. So this is clearly the story of the reporters who uncovered and publicized and wrote the articles uh, about Harvey Weinstein and kicked off the whole Me Too movement. Well, they did not kick off the Me Too movement, but the, all of the subsequent, what would you call it, Yechiel? The subsequent like busting of all yeah. these people who had, had such bad behavior really started with the Harvey Weinstein reporting. It shows the incredible power of good report and thorough reporting and what happens when reporters try to go up against very, very powerful people. I think this film is gonna be a sensation. To me, it has a little bit of a vibe of The Post um, with Meryl Streep and, and Tom Hanks. I, I think this is gonna be a big film really big film this year you know it's very interesting because the director is a actress a long-standing german actress who did a netflix show called unorthodox was one of the direct the director of that i'm looking at this one as like old presence men this is like the oldest presence men for our generation really understanding the power and importance of the press the ways the powers that be like to shut down the press when it comes to people in authority and power and here is you know these women who are fighting so hard to expose them and bring the truth, but also doing it with certain ethical integrity that we just don't talk about. We, we've lost the sense of the importance and power of journalism. I think this movie is necessary now for us to remember that. That's why we can't lose journalism. Yeah. Um, it's also just important to forget, it's not that long ago that this Me Too movement started and the fight against Harvey Weinstein started. And with Johnny Depp doing what Johnny Depp and his people did, we've already experienced pushback. And I think a movie like this kind of reminds us that the best recent uh, film I thought of with uh, journalism was that one about the uh, the Boston Spotlight, Spotlight, which was fantastic. And I think uh, a very deserving film recognition. This feels like it could get that kind of attention. I think it's going to. I think you're right. I think the All the President's Men reference is so right on. And it could be the All the President's Men of this generation. I think that's a really good observation. The press is generally, by and large, under attack right now. Has been 
certainly for from 2016 to 2020. I think this is going to be an important film. And, you know, uh, we know Ronan Farrow, he has had some uh, documentary, at least a podcast about Harvey Weinstein. These women had a podcast. The New York Times sponsored the podcast about the Harvey Weinstein process. There are lots of places to get the real actual story. But even Ronan Farrow has credited these women with the relentless pursuit of the truth. And they and that the New York Times, they took a lot of risk because Harvey Weinstein was threatening them left and right. I've listened I've listened to all the podcasts and all the interviews. I think it goes beyond threatening. He was he was having people stalk them and follow them and go through their stuff. And yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah. And I think the two actors, Zoe Kazan and, you know, plays uh, Jody Cantor and Carrie Mulligan and Toy and Samantha Morton. Like, it's just great to see also these actresses getting these kind of lead roles and something, yeah. real, you know, real meaty to bite, bite on. It also has like great other actors, like Richard Clarkson and Andrew Brower and, and I, I, you know, people I've watched do anything. So, yeah, same. Um, I, I think it'll be great. It's not a movie I necessarily need to see in the big screen. Um, it's like one of the ones I could probably see in a small screen. Yeah. But if I get the chance, I will go see it. Mostly because I just want to support it in that way. The other thing I want to say, because we've talked a little bit about representation, though we often see that conversation to the bagels, the bagel report. I'm excited that a woman director is the one who directed this film. I 100% agree with you. And, and it's not the classic, like, four women directors in Hollywood. This is someone who was an actress themselves, meaning, yeah. you know, was in the situations I think these uh, women reporters were trying to discover and had to go through it. And I'm really excited about it. And, you know, I'll just say one other thing, which is that I'm glad, at least in the preview, both actresses are strident, but not angry. I'm hoping that there isn't this like classic women's trope about, oh, look, they're so angry. That's why they're doing this. To me, at least in the trailer, they appear to be so level-headed to be um to be professional just really good professionals irrespective of their gender and i'm glad to see that because i don't want this to be an angry woman's movie though there is room and there is space for that i don't want what these two reporters did boiled down to angry women i i want it and i it seems to be representing the notion of just really outstanding professional work. Uh, and that is exciting to me. I will add this Thanksgiving, there is a new Steven Spielberg film called The Fablemans, which is a even closer you're going to get than E.T. to the story of what it was like for Steven to grow up in his fractured family in Arizona. Movies are dreams. That you never forget. Sammy? The lights change how everything looks. It's hard to find our house. Ours is the dark house with no lights. In this family, it's the scientists versus the artists. 
Sammy's on my team, takes after me. Dismiss what he does. It's playful or imaginative. You could afford to be a little encouraging. She should have been a concert piano player. What she got in her heart is what you got. You can't just love something, you also have to take care of it. It's more important than your hobby. Can you stop calling it a hobby? Mom got a monkey! Why'd you get a monkey? Because I needed a laugh. You always have to be the center of attention. Stop shouting at her! Now there's been nothing but disrespect from you! I'm your mother! Family, art, it'll tear you in two. You stop making movies, it'll break your mother's heart. I don't know what to do anymore. You do what your heart says you have to. was your favorite part? He co he co-wrote it, so we're oh. never writing anything, with Tony Kushner. So if I guess if you're gonna go out there and get someone to help you write the story of your life, Tony Kushner, probably not a bad choice. Not terrible. Um, and and it, they worked together with they when he was producing Angels in America on film. And he also made Lincoln with him, and he I think the last film he made with him. Yeah. Um, too. Yeah. So, and it has a great cast, Michelle Williams, Paul Dano, uh, who will have to unsee as the Riddler in order to see him in this. Uh, Seth Rogen's in it. Uh, honestly, I could see Michelle Williams pretty much do anything these days. I'm I'm intrigued. A, it sounds like a much more intimate, low-key movie for Spielberg. One of the critiques of Spielberg is he doesn't get personal enough mm -hmm. in his storytelling, even though I thought like Close Encounters and E.T. were very personal. It's going to be like that Thanksgiving movie. The family's going to decide to go see this family movie. I have not been excited to see a Spielberg movie in theaters in a long time. Mm -hmm. This one, I actually am excited to see. I'm, I'm really... Curious, can see Spielberg pull back a little, let a story develop, rather than having to control it so much, which he's been known for. And you know, the interesting thing, just a little little Oscars trivia for you, which I think you already know, is that Steven Spielberg has not been nominated for an Oscar every single decade for six decades. Yeah. That's a pretty good track when record. The last time he's won. I believe 92 is Schindler's List and Jurassic Park both came out in the same year, and right. he won Best Picture and Best Director for Schindler's List. Yes, and that's it's very right. interesting right. to think that here we are exactly 30 years later and he's coming out with the Fablelands. So if we're just talking of all the movies that are coming out before November, the one I would be willing to put money down yeah. on being an Oscar contender right now for sure. is the Fablelands. For sure. And, and you know, just to be fair, so his he won in Saver Premier Ryan was 1998, so that's the last time he won an Oscar. That's still, what, 24 years ago? It's a long time. For such a brilliant director, such a brilliant filmmaker, it's a long time. We'll see. I know we are not going to get a Martin Scorsese film this year. Apple Plus is pushing back the movie he's been making with uh, Leonardo DiCaprio to 2023. Oh, yeah. So there's actually a few movies that were supposed to come out in 2022 and be part of this Oscar season yeah, that got quite pushed a, a little bit. 
We'll be back because December is when everything has to get released to be qualified, even if sometimes it doesn't get a wider release till January. So we will definitely have more Oscar contenders to discuss in our winter movie preview. And there's even some we're like holding back from because we're so excited to talk about them. Um, But right now, these are at least six or even seven or eight films we've mentioned that you can go out and check out over the next few months, get excited about. If there's a movie you're excited about seeing that we haven't discussed, Please share it with us uh, on social media and or, you know, Jody and I always like to be stopped in Rosh Hashanah services to hear your favorite movies that you saw that we didn't talk about. My favorite, Jody's after our abortion episode, we did a little promo for it and everybody was like, you didn't talk, you didn't mention your promo, Dirty Dancing. I'm like, you didn't listen to the episode. So make sure if you have something to share, find us. We'd love to talk about it with you. If yeah. we miss something or you don't agree with something we said, we still want to hear from you. By the way, Yechiel, I think it's so funny because the two times that we've gotten, I had to stop it midway through. Like, you didn't talk about Dirty Dancing. One, I got got that very call for our summer, like best summer movie episode. Yes. And then we got it again for the abortion episode. And in both cases, did we save like Dirty Dancing? Listen to, to the, the end. end. Listen to the end. Yeah, I, got, I think I got my mom. My mom was like, I don't know of many abortion films, but I know of Dirty Dancing. I'm like... That's right. The lesson here is always listen to the whole episode. But it's amazing how much... I mean, I know we were talking about a previous episode, and if you haven't listened to it, please go of just how much a movie yeah. stick with people. And I got to wonder if Dirty Dancing from the 80s stuck with people so much, because nobody expected that to be an abortion right. movie. Let's just be honest. Like... Which of the movies that we just talked about might be sticking with somebody in 40 oh, years, too? so good, Yechiel. This is why I like doing the podcast with you, because that is a great question. And I, I don't know. I don't know. I got a feeling it's not going to be Amsterdam, but I, I still want to see And remember, go back. The movies we talked about for the summer movie preview are going to be coming out and on demand and available at different places. I'm hoping all of you who miss our sell the sh- uh, show of shoes, you're going to get your chance it. to see so it. Good. Thor is coming out on Disney Plus Day, you know, so you can you're gonna be able to see Thor if you didn't catch it in theaters, you know, Love and Thunder, and you can t- say, are you on Team Jody or Team Yechiel on this one? When we do these previews, sometimes it's good to listen, go back and listen because you know now you can hear what movies you can catch All in right. other ways. Well, enjoy, enjoy, enjoy your fall. If it if you can't if we can't still be in summer, which is my favorite season at least we're entering great movie season. And tell someone about Two Movie Jews. We love to get subscribers. Give us your feedback. Rate us on all the places that you rate podcasts. You can find us, of course, on Apple Podcasts and Spotify, Stitcher, and others. Please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at Two Movie Jews. You can also follow me, Jody Berman, at Jody B, J-O-D-I-B-E-E. And you can follow Yechiel on Twitter at Yak Hoffman. And let us know if you have a topic you'd like us to cover. So that's our episode for this week. Jody. it's been great getting to talk about movies with you. It's really my favorite thing to do. Me too. It's my favorite thing to do too. So, l'chaim. To life. To movies.